why you shouldn't rush to buy a house right now. So super low mortgage rates alone aren't a good reason to buy a home. So before you jump into the housing market, carefully consider these five factors. And this was written by Kip Linger, which I think is the personal finance website. So I thought this would be an interesting article to react to. So with mortgage interest rates at an all-time low, the temptation to buy is now higher than ever. It may make sense for some to put it into perspective. A 30-year $250,000 mortgage with a 5% interest rate would have once cost you $1,342 or $1,342. Now, with a lower 3% rate, that same mortgage can cost you $1,054 at $288 Per month. The difference may seem negligible, but it adds up significantly over time. For someone making $3,000 per month, it represents almost a 10% of their monthly income. So although the math might be in your favor, there are several factors you should consider before pulling the trigger. So number one, the amount and type of debt you have. So lenders typically don't want you paying out more than 43% of your income on debt. They weigh your credit card minimums, auto student loan payments, and any other debts you might have against your gross income. If you're struggling to keep up with your payments, you might want to delay committing to a 15 or 30 year mortgage. Now, which debt is good debt and which is bad debt? Now, technically speaking, the way we suggest it, all debt is basically bad. So try to get rid of all of it. So for a lot of us, that's longer than anything we've committed to in the past. And unlike some types of debt, mortgages are typically recourse debts, meaning you're personally liable for the loan. Now that loan may harm you if you foreclose and the lender decides to come after your other assets. So number two, how much you have left to spend every month. As a homeowner, you want to prepare for additional expenses whether there is an appliance that needs replacing, a plumbing emergency, or a broken washer, you want to have funds on hand to cover these emergencies. Now, if you are used to running a tight budget, you, mind, you may find yourself unintentionally taking on debt to cover these surprise expenses. And this is the reason why people try to like say, oh, I'm just going to get a mortgage, you know, basically get like $300,000 in debt because, you know, it's going to be cheaper monthly because the mortgage, it would be cheaper than the rent that you're paying. And the reason for that is because the landlord that is renting to you is factoring in the potential expenses of like maintaining that property, right? Basically meaning you are going to have to start being responsible for the most likely maintenance costs of running your property if you own it. So that's the thing that you really got to understand. And a lot of people just don't even factor that in. They're just thinking, oh, like it's just going to be, you know, $300 cheaper. No big deal, right? When in reality, it could be a much bigger deal. So when budgeting, aim to keep all your bills to no more than 50% of your income, including the new mortgage. So a healthy bill income ratio ensures you have enough money left to spend and save every month. And by saving, we're also talking about investing, right? You don't want to just save your money and that's it. You want to save your money and invest it as well. 
So number three, down payment funds. So some lenders may lure you in with the promise of a small down payment. And if you qualify VA, the Veterans Affairs loans can even lend you money with a 0% down payment. However, expenses such as closing costs, escrow bills, and legal fees can quickly add up, requiring you to have more than the required down payment for the house. Now, you can also be at a disadvantage when negotiating without the necessary funds to buy down your interest rate or increase your down payment, especially in like today's market where the housing market is so insane. It's going to be tougher for you to actually get a deal on a property if you have literally no down payment. And keep in mind, any down payment lower than 20% may require you to purchase private mortgage insurance or PMI. So depending on the size of the mortgage, this may cost you 0.5% to 1% of your loan and adds to your monthly payment. Number four, your current, uh, your current credit score. So similar to a low down payment, some lenders may make an exception for a low credit score. The catch is is that lenders typically charge a higher interest rate to compensate for the risk of a lower down payment. Now, since mortgages charge interest differently, the tiniest difference in your interest rate can cost you thousands of dollars over the life of your mortgage. So put into perspective, for a 30-year 250K mortgage, the difference between a 3% and 3.50% rate over the life of the mortgage is $24,697. So holding off for a few months and working on tackling your debt to income credit score will improve your position in the long run. And number five, a tight housing market. So although it can be nerve-wracking to watch a small number of houses fly off the market, the last thing you want is to rush into such a big decision and find yourself in the middle of a bidding war. Never, never get involved in a bidding war, ever. So not only would purchasing a more expensive house lead to a higher payment, but you may risk having a loan worth more than your house in the event of a market downturn. And a lot of people do not factor this risk when they go and buy a house and then they end up falling in love with the house and they're like, I got to buy this house. It's the last house available that fits my wants and needs. Oh, it's got a pool. I got to have this house, right? And then you end up spending like 50K over the actual like list price of the house, right? And then guess what? A year later, that house is worth like $100,000 less than what you bought it for because, you know, markets change all the time right? And uh, this is the thing, right? You always got to factor in risk. And a lot of people completely ignore that side of it. And it could become very dangerous, right? If you do not factor in risk, when you go and make very large financial decisions, potentially your largest ever financial decision, right? You could face a lot of heartache. And let's use this example. Let's not use a house, right? 
let's use student loans, right? People think that oh, I'm just going to get student loans and get this degree and then get a job. Everything's all fine and dandy, except for nearly everybody who ends up getting student loans doesn't factor in the risk of not being able to get a job using that degree. Another example using student loans. Let's say you go through undergrad completely debt free, right? You paid your way and all that kind of stuff, right? But then you get accepted to medical school, and then you realize you you got two choices: prolong the time it takes for you to end up going to medical school throughout that process, right? Because you want to pay cash for it, or go into student loan debt. But you're like, oh, I'm gonna be a doctor. I could pay off the student loan debt. The student loan debt worth like three hundred to five hundred thousand dollars, right? I could pay this off once I'm a doctor. But guess what? You can only pay that off once you're a doctor. But if you do not pass your boards, if you, well, I guess, yeah, your boards. If you do not pass your test, if you flunk out, guess what? You're still on the hook for the nearly half a million dollars in student loan debt that you can't get rid of. And imagine if you have half a million dollars in student loan debt, and you're not even a doctor, right? Think about that for a second. And guess what? This has happened to many people. Because they did not factor in the risk of them potentially not being a doctor, and this is the thing you got to really understand when it comes to doing anything with debt, right? Because debt makes bad financial choices that much worse when it goes bad, because it only works well when it works, right? It's like the same thing with basically using margin. To make a stock trade, like for example, let's say that you used margin to buy Dogecoin back when it was five cents, right? And then you sold it at like seventy-two, seventy-five cents at its peak, right? You would have been able to make, you know, depending on how much margin you had. Let's just say like you had a, you know, ten grand in there. You used like margin and basically were able to put in like forty thousand dollars at like, you know. Five cents, right? You could easily have become a millionaire, right, at its peak, right? But let's say that you bought it at its peak using margin, and then it goes all the way down to, you know, a quarter. Yeah, you'd be basically screwed to a massive degree, and this is something that a lot of people do. Same thing with basically that whole.、Uh, Situation back in the day called BitConnect, right? That massive Ponzi scheme that got exposed, right? There was people who used debt, basically took a mortgage out on their house, their paid-for house. They took a mortgage out of their house to put everything into BitConnect, meaning hundreds of thousands of dollars into a scam, and lost everything. And they are on the hook. For hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? 
And this is the thing that you really need to understand about debt. It's only good when it's good, meaning it can only work well when it actually works well. But guess what? It doesn't always work well. So when it goes bad, it goes extremely bad because of the you're not factoring into the risk, right? And like a lot of people need to factor into the risk. It gets super freaking bad. So you got to keep that in mind when it comes to dealing with anything with debt. So overall, think of home ownership as an investment before anything else. Like any investment, ensure you're well off and able to handle the risk first. From there, your financial advisor can help you evaluate your options and you'd be surprised how often renting in a hot market and investing additional funds elsewhere may be the better option. By the way, if you want to learn how to get out of debt so that you could be financially free, so you're not really taking any more risk anymore with your money, go check out 40inbox.com to learn how to get out of debt.